Hello and welcome to the Stuck in the Mud podcast. This is the podcast that was initially based on my book, Stuck in the Mud, Stories of Hope for When You're Stuck. The book is still available. I say this every time uh, and lots of you have got it, which I'm really pleased about. The book's available on Amazon. It's available from Christian bookshops. Um, And if uh, you ever hear me speak, I've generally got one or two in my bag. Um, Although I don't carry many around, actually, but perhaps I should carry more. I don't know. Anyway, today we're talking about schools work principles. This is season seven of the Stuck in the Mud podcast. And this season is devoted to a series of posts that I've written for Premiere. This is the Premiere Next Gen website. Uh, and I'm really pleased to write for Premiere. You won't find these posts on my own website, but I felt that um, that because I'd written these, because I'm a schools worker, because I love working with and and really resourcing and sort of valuing youth workers, youth and schools workers, um, uh, I thought this would be a really good opportunity to look back at some of these posts that I've written for Premiere and actually speak them out into a blog. Now, I really should give credit to Premiere here because they paid for me to to write these things, uh, which is the reason why I can't um, post them on my website. But I'm really pleased with these, and I think it's okay, I hope it's okay, uh, I think it's okay for me to read them and to signpost you to their website because it's not just me who writes on their website, obviously. There's loads and loads of people who write on their website, and the Premiere next gen website is particularly good for parents it's particularly good for culture it's particularly good for for finding a christian response to things that really kind of um are, are tricky there's devotionals on there there's all sorts of content and even if i i look at this right now because uh, i've got it on my on my phone uh, there's a whole section here for parenting for stories for growing faith uh, there's a section called premier next gen pro uh, which is uh, particularly where i write for um, and uh, and uh, and what's great on here particularly again for you youth workers listening is that there's resources here for you here's one it's called four parables of jesus and it says that it's it's aimed at age 11 to 16 um then oh actually that's so funny the next the next thing on their website is something that i wrote uh, so that's really cool um there's a thing about self-leadership here um uh it's really it's a really good website and and honestly uh, not just because i write for these people i actually really like these people i really like the uh, the editor that i that i work with he's called andy peck um he's brilliant i love writing for him he's really encouraging um i would just love to encourage you to go and get involved in the premier next gen website um it's really a fantastic resource um and before um i knew about this website i was a subscriber to the app that they used to run which uh, again i wrote some articles for um and then before that it was a magazine and some of you might remember the the premier youth and children's work magazine that was a magazine that ran for years and years and years that magazine is now very much a part of this website so if you ever ever had an encouragement with the uh, magazine with the app 
really this is the place that you need to go and and lots of you now uh, hearing me talk who perhaps used to uh, read the youth work magazine you might now be realizing why I'm kind of uh, um, infusing about it because you may not have heard of the website but you've certainly heard about the youth work magazine from the past uh, and I say certainly some of you have obviously won't have but that gives you perhaps a little bit of context as to why I'm enthusing about it it really isn't just because I've written a few articles for them I'm a very minor part of a massive massive international ministry um, but let me encourage you it's a great place go and check it out anyway here we go I'm going to put the the, the um, website address in the description for this podcast as well so hopefully that'll be okay anyway here we go, season seven, and this uh, post today, this blog today, is entitled "What We're Talking About When We're Talking About Chaplaincy." Let me just give you a little bit of a preamble here, because I've been in youth and uh, schools ministry for twenty six years now, and um, and I think over the years, because I'm not. A, um, I'm not an ordained minister or in any way. Um, there have been times when I've nodded along, and I say this in my in my in my post, so I won't kind of spoil it too much. But nodded along when people have said chaplaincy, thinking, well, I think I know what that means. But actually, there are times when I think that we all perhaps could do with diving into some of these terms, these words that we use, to find out how they're accessible for us. So. In some ways, you could figure out how to become a chaplain, right? That's one way of looking at it. This post today is about you figuring out how chaplaincy is perhaps already part of who you are. Now, some of you may read this or listen to this and go, oh, actually, um, there's a version of being a chaplain I really want to explore. Um, but spoilers, spoiler alert for the end of this post, I think that if you're a school's worker, then chaplaincy is part of what you are already. And so the point of this post is to encourage you to think about that, to reflect on it, uh, to think about some of the really important principles of chaplaincy, and maybe even to tune yourself in a little bit more so that you can get the best of what this thing is. So here we go. Chaplaincy. What are we talking about? when we're talking about chaplaincy. Have you ever found yourself smiling and nodding along to conversations with groups of peers, wondering whether you're the only one who doesn't understand the topic? It happens to me when I'm with my friends who love sports. I smile, nod along, and at appropriate moments agree or disagree depending on the group consensus. Another time when I feel less than knowledgeable is when someone talks about chaplaincy in schools. Christian charities and clergy band the word around like it means something. But I'm 26 years into Christian schools ministry and I don't know if I fully understand what we're hoping for when we're talking about chaplaincy. The problem might be that we use the word chaplaincy as a catch-all term to describe many different forms of activity, which might be why we, or maybe just I, get a little bit confused. 
If you do find yourself scratching your head, hey, don't despair. By the end of this column, you should have a better understanding of what we're talking about when we're talking about chaplaincy. So here we go, the Reverend Chaplain. Let's begin with chaplaincy work run by a traditional Reverend Chaplain. I'm talking here about an employed person. I know three personally. All three are reverends in the Church of England employed by private or church-run secondary schools. These friends of mine perform various roles. The key thing is to look at the school's spiritual life, which can be achieved in many ways. Chaplains may facilitate gatherings, assemblies, corporate worship of different kinds, and opportunities for people to pray. In addition, a paid chaplain will almost certainly meet with staff and offer them pastoral support. In some schools, a chaplain might also be used to teach things like personal and social education, which stretches the remit of a reverend, but might help a privately run school get cheap teaching uh, time from a staff member. One thing paid chaplains don't do, or often don't do, is teach RE, which is a bit strange to me. In my experience, these are ways salaried chaplains work, which is what Google says when you search what a chaplain is. And this is what it says. The office or position of a member of the clergy attached to a private chapel, an institution, a ship, a regiment. And it goes on. So then we have the lay chaplain. The lay chaplain is someone the church recognises to perform a pastoral role. This type of position is quite typical, but unlike an in-house chaplain, a lay chaplain uh, or, a, or a lay chaplain's role is more likely to include a direct link with a local sending church. People in these roles are more likely to provide out-of-school or extracurricular events to promote the church which they will also serve in the same capacity. So next then we have the youth worker chaplain. This is where I want to ensure that I join the dots enough for us. I've fulfilled this role for 26 years, thinking of myself as more of a Christian youth worker than a chaplain. I think people like me may fail to understand that we often perform a chaplaincy role sometimes whether we like it or not. I love how the school's chaplaincy website puts it. Um, and, and this is an Australian website and it's schoolchaplaincy.org.au. And it says this, chaplains do not define spirituality for students, but work with them to develop a positive spirituality, taking account of the student's own culture, family and religious backgrounds. So for those of us who work in general Christian youth work, uh, we're often not vicars, not pastors, or, or even uh, considered lay workers as such. Instead, we go into education and help young people develop their spirituality through whatever route we can find. That's why I quite like this um, uh, this chaplaincy definition from, from this uh, group in Australia. 
our safety net is often the RE department where we teach or assist in providing a Christian perspective. Sometimes we also offer a mentoring role for students in behavioural or pastoral departments, another popular haven. It's at this point then, I want to make sure we're clear, if you're working as a Christian youth worker in a mentoring capacity, you're not working as a chaplain. Still, this can get confusing when you might be doing something specifically Christian or spiritual for one part of the day and secular for the rest, as is the norm for many of us youth workers. Now, let me just pause there for a second, because we will say and I will often say that everything we do is spiritual. But I think it is important for us to remember that if we're providing mentoring for a school, if we are... Um, really honouring that establishment, then we have to be really clear that although we are Christians, that we're not acting as a chaplain in that role. We're not acting as a chaplain because if we um, crossed over the boundary from personal development or mentoring and then said, oh, we're actually being a chaplain in this role, then we'd offer prayer for the students. And, and actually, although it would be my heart to pray for young people in school, it's often not appropriate to even broach that subject, especially not if the school um, have ha have no understanding of what that is. And this is why it's important to, to create this distinction. So let me just read this part again. We can often, it can often get confusing when you might be doing something specifically Christian. So something specifically Christian might be an RE lesson, a prayer space, uh, maybe even a Christian union. And then I say, or spiritual, again, something spiritual might be um, a specific Christian union, or maybe there's something uh, that you're being asked to give a specific testimony about. But then on the other part of the day, you do this secular work. And a secular work, as I've already already said, would involve things like meeting with young people in a pastoral role, something maybe in the behaviour department, maybe you're mentoring a student. It's really important that then we're not, um, I don't know really the best way to put this, but lying to education is the thing that I would worry about. It's very appropriate and I'd be really very comfortable with saying that you should be praying for young people all the time privately. You can pray for absolutely anybody in your life privately but there shouldn't be a point in school where you uh, say right let me just pray for you right now unless that's the specific role that the school have invited you to do anyway that sounds like I've got a bit of a bee in my bonnet maybe I do uh, let's move on so chaplain or mentor what's the difference this is the next part of the post chaplain or mentor what's the difference most of my school's work ministry is split between contributions to RE and mentoring young people. As I've said above, I need to remember that mentoring is not chaplaincy. Still, if I love Jesus, aren't I always acting as a prayerful Christian leader? 
As a Christian who believes in the power of prayer, I always commit to praying for all my young people. Still, the difference is that if a school has asked me to be a mentor, oh my goodness, I just said all this, didn't I? Sorry about that. Um, If the school's asked me to be a mentor, it stands to reason the student is also expecting an encouraging, impartial mentor, not a spiritual guide. If the question is, what's the difference between mentoring and chaplaincy, the answer would undoubtedly have to be the agency of the school leadership and the student to choose whether you're invited to provide spiritual guidance or not. So, am I a chaplain? Or are you a chaplain? At the beginning of this piece, I joked about finding chaplaincy difficult to understand. Nonetheless, I want to encourage each of us working in schools to adopt the terminology on a personal level and to accept the deeper implications of being a Christian leader, working with young people and school staff. In reality, if you love Jesus and have a heart for seeing the people you serve come to a deeper understanding of Jesus, then you carry the calling of a chaplain regardless of your specific working model or terminology. Maybe you're reading this as a salaried reverend with your own chaplaincy position questioning what it's all about. Please don't panic. You might just need to recommission and be recommissioned as the person bearing the the presence of God in your school, college or university or establishment. You might be a lay chaplain who attends school occasionally. Finding opportunities to create prayerful moments. Let me encourage you that your presence is essential and that you're making a difference just by serving. Finally, you could be a youth working Christian. You might be in a training program or working for a local church and all you're allowed to do is mentor some young people and give a testimony in the odd RE lesson. My friend, if that's you, I want you to know that you are a chaplain too. Now, you may not be interested in ever being ordained. Still, missionally, you're called to be salt and light, whether you ever publicly say it in the school or not. You are indeed a chaplain. Now remember, chaplains intentionally focus on the spiritual life of the students and the staff. They create opportunities for spiritual growth and connect the school with the local church community. Chaplains sometimes teach RE and create prayer spaces. Sometimes they pray in person, but more often than not, they simply listen intercede privately and let the presence of God move them as they intentionally serve education, which is why all of this applies to you. Dear God, I want to thank you for my friends, my brothers and sisters who are who are listening to this podcast right now. Lord God, I want to thank you for their ministry into their own environments. I'm aware that maybe even some people are listening to this who aren't even schools workers, but are just interested in this. Lord, I thank you that actually you call us to be chaplains 
in our own environment, to be salt and light, to help to bring uh, a focus on the spirituality of our environments. Lord, I just want to thank you that that is what you've called each and every one of us to. Lord, I know that all of the different things that we have filled up in our lives really just boiled down to great relationships we have with people, great relationships we have with you. And Lord, again, I just thank you. And I just pray that everybody listening to this right now, whoever you are, that you would feel empowered and passionate about being salt and light in your own working and home environments your own friendship groups and may god bless you as you head out for the rest of your day amen <laughs>